0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to What's Your Why, a podcast that showcases the greatness of people through their life stories. Each episode will capture insight into the lives of people just like you and I, with the intention to connect, align, and create inspiration for and with our listeners. Stay with us through our What's and Why segment, where we dive into our guest perspective with some thought-provoking questions that just might be right up your alley. I'm your host, Helen Dillon, and thanks for joining us. Now let's get into it. We're here with Adele Einhorn, Executive Director of Saratoga Horse Shows.
1: Yes, I am the Executive Director of Saratoga Horse Shows, but also I'm CFO for Southbound Saratoga Management that operates Saratoga Horse Shows.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here with us. We're super excited to talk about the Women in Business Spectacular. This was the Horse Show's inaugural year. It happened on July 13th to 17th at White Hollow Farm in Stillwater, New York. So if you could, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and maybe just giving them a little bit of background on what your role is at the horse show or for the events?
1: Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me. I started these horse shows. This actually is my 25th year running
0: the GP Congratulations.
1: <laughs> Crazy as it is, time flies, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun. Right. <laughs> So 25 years ago, we started the Saratoga Classic horse shows. The two weeks in June actually started as one week, but morphed into two weeks. We will be celebrating our 25th anniversary for those shows in 2023, because while we started in 1998... And we operated that year, so this would be our twenty-fifth year. We're not celebrating the twenty-fifth until it coincides with the twenty-three year date. I gotcha. And then moving forward, I worked at Skidmore College for twenty-three years, and then I retired from my job there, and Patrick Rhodes and I took over all the equestrian operations at White Hollow Farm. And that was really just the horse shows. And at that time, it was just the 3 weeks in may we started we just we started those 3 weeks in may actually in 2020 and then we had the 2 weeks in june and a week in august and since then we've grown to have 3 weeks in may 2 weeks in june a week in july and 2 weeks in august and eight one day horse shows is that 9 weeks of full horse shows this year it's 8 weeks of I either national or premier shows. And next year, we will be adding to our calendar again.
0: So I have to say, coming from an equestrian background, a lot of our listeners know that I was very rooted in the equestrian business in different, in various positions for a long time. Eight weeks in one year for one operation, everybody knows that is a feat in and of itself. So congratulations, and I can't believe you're going to take more on. Plus, one-day shows, that's a huge amount of work, Adele. Yep. a huge amount.
1: <laughs> Nonetheless, it, it, it is an awful lot of work. It's relentless, long days, and a lot of uh, organization and planning and executing. And-
0: yeah. So being the executive director of all of those events, essentially, what does that look like?
1: Well, I oversee all the operations, planning, scheduling, well, not the, the day-to-day schedule of the horseshoe per se, but right. scheduling, for example, of communications for the staff that's coming in or coming out, housing, those types of things, and when things are ordered or need to be delivered. So all the feed and bedding I order and schedule the, those deliveries as well as...
0: All the minutiae.
1: Yeah, this property is 103 acres, and it's a big piece of property to manage. Um, It sometimes takes two days just to mow it and weed whack. And we're in full swing here to weed whack around the tents and the arenas. It just and it takes about five guys in two days to do it.
0: With that amount of space, how many tents can you put up? Like, how many horses can you house? In June, we had our biggest show
1: ever. We had 900. Awesome. I think it was 915 and then we also stabled I think a dozen horses next door at the polo school also. So we had quite a few stalls going on, but we do have eight arenas. It seemed to work out fine. There were a couple of days that went a little late, but I think we we really are cognizant and sensitive to the fact that trainers do not want to be at horse shows and miss dinner. So we Definitely. try to schedule appropriately and also try to limit and say, OK, we're not going to put up any more tents or any yeah, more stalls. Yes. We only did it because we were so we were sold out and had such a ginormous wait list. And people get really cranky when they can't come. And it's a world championship. Oh, yeah. and I'm trying to qualify. Oh, my God. It's the end of the
0: world. Well, and it's in such a beautiful part of the country as well. I mean, I'm from Canada, but I, I've heard. I've never been to the horse show, but I've heard it's such a wonderful town to visit that people enjoy coming and they like doing those extracurricular activities that also coupled with the horse show, you know, family time, so on and so forth. So I've heard that you're very customer service oriented. Yes. Dare I say one of the few remaining in, uh, in maybe North American horse shows. It's a nice refreshing treat to hear that.
1: Thank you. Patrick and I decided right from the outset that our, priority would be customer service. And we have hired and only hire people who can be kind, nice, helpful, keep a smile on their face. And we tell them right up front, if you cannot do your job that way and be accommodating to the exhibitor or the customer, if you will, this is not the job for you. And that's okay, but you need to let us know
0: up front because that's what we expect. Yeah, that's nice. That's refreshing as well. Have an expectation, have it be met, and uh, everybody has a good time. Yeah. Tell me about the Women in Business Spectacular. That's the July week that you mentioned, the 13th, to the 17th. And although we're recording this after the event, I really wanted to chat with you about that one specifically, because it was such a spectacular. And uh, I wanted to know, you know, how it ran, how it went. You know, you're the mastermind behind it. What was the intention? And was it successful? It was
1: extremely successful.
0: Um, Awesome. It was such a great event.
1: It was really hard.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I never
1: worked harder for anything ever. And I've been doing this for a minute. Yeah. But 25 years into it, honestly, I'm telling you, it's just, it was overwhelming. But I had the luxury of working with extraordinary women and those who supported the effort who also worked so hard. If you could just have seen and witnessed all the women, every one of them from the jump crew to the women that were uh, on equipment and the course designers and the gates and the just everyone who was on the hospitality and awards. It was amazing. So I was very lucky to have that group of people to help bring it to
0: fruition. Definitely. Definitely. How did you come up with it or what sparked your interest in, in running a workshop show this way?
1: I will tell you. So I sit in the office I'm sitting in right now. A lot of people don't think that I can hear them right down this hallway and I can hear everything. And I hear the guys come in who are doing, for example, feed and bedding. And I've used this example several times, but it's not only about feeding bedding. It's even when they come in, it just seems like it's so one task at one point in one time. And mm-hmm. I joke about it with the show secretaries who are all women. And I have been joking about it for years. Like, oh, I can't believe he's taking one order. He's going to go deliver one order. And then he's going to come back and get another order to go deliver one <laughs> order. And yep. I'm like, why doesn't he take them all and figure out where, you know, like create an Excel spreadsheet like we all would do. Yeah. And figure out, okay, because the middle of the property has tents, two, three, four, five, and one is up top and barns, this and that. And we joked about it. And I said, God, we got to run an all-female horse show. And it was a concept for about a year. And then I was listening. I I serve on the USHJA's Amateur Task Force. Okay. And I, of course, listened in on the webinar that USEF Conducted for their amateur task force, which was separate from the USHGA task force, and they they in fact actually made rule changes to the amateur or made changes to the amateur rule. And when I listened to the premise for many of those changes, they taught Tom O'Meara and Bill Moroni talked about being able to provide access to the sport and keeping people engaged in the sport vis-a-vis Providing opportunities, more opportunities for amateurs to be able to do extended barn duties and teaching and other things that would where they could receive remuneration that would afford them the ability to stay in the sport. Mm-hmm. And when I listened to that, I thought, oh, okay, I get that. But I thought, never gonna happen. And I thought, let me help you out with that. Why don't we showcase jobs that people have that? really are able to afford them to stay in the workplace and I started thinking about that and milling it about in my head and thought wouldn't it be cool similar to what we used to do at um, Skidmore College we used to have entrepreneurs come in and we would call it business 101 or whatever it was and we'd get about a dozen top uh, businessmen and women to come in and talk about how they got started and uh, what they do and what the Kind of career path they took, and to me, I've always found that super interesting. So, I came up with these questions, and um, they are What exactly do you do? How'd you get to where you are today? How would I get to where you are today if I chose to follow the same or similar career path? And if you had a redo, would you do it again?
0: Those are the same questions that we asked all of the guests in. The uh, special series of "What's Your Web right. podcasts,
1: and those are also the same questions of which about 200 women have answered at this point now. Amazing! And, um, we've put them all. Well, actually, I don't know if they're all in there yet, but because we keep getting them, I even got one today. But we have uploaded them into a little flipbook, and so oh, cool. uh, everyone who has done it will have access has access to that. But anyway, I that was. Part of my premise for wanting to do this, and I thought, why don't I combine running an all-female horse show? Because we've always wanted to do it. Why don't we just do it and showcase women in business? And I thought it could be a super cool opportunity. And my head, I was like a hamster on a wheel. I had so many ideas. I really had to slow myself down. Right. I would wake up in the middle of the night and write something down because, oh, we could do this, and oh, we could do that. But the more I talked about it, everybody thought it was such a great idea. And then I proposed it to Youssef and to Tom O'Mara and Billy Maroney. And they thought it was a good idea too. And they thought it was what the sport needed and it did support their initiatives and it would help provide access. And it was for the good of the sport. So they let me, have a mileage exemption and have a date, have the July date to do it because I didn't have another date to run that horse show. And to do something like this, I can't do it this or next week because it's pony finals and derby finals. And then for our June shows, there's no way I could try to bring in people manage who all of that, and run a horse show. That is that, that capacity It would fall on its face.
0: So and in May, it's too
1: cold and not everybody's up here yet. So July was really the the perfect time. time. Yeah. So there it is.
0: The idea was obviously to put people in place that could multitask rather than monotask. And I don't want to make the conversation about like battle of the sexes, but it certainly would showcase women in roles that maybe historically or typically were carried out by men. Absolutely. And yours is really maybe the first horse show to really showcase that and draw some light to that. Yes.
1: Yes. All our, I was driving the water truck for the first right? week. I was going to
0: say, what did everyone do?
1: Because one of the women we had driving the water truck, she wanted to show in the meter jumpers and they go earlier in the week. So when she wanted to go horse show, I would jump in the water truck. Uh, and I've said this before. Thank God Tuesday was a practice day. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) because everybody needed a little bit of time to get used to it's not that they didn't know how to drive the equipment it's that they had not done it necessarily in a show setting where you have to be fast about it you can't drive when that water truck's slow and take your time and make sure it's perfect you've got to get in there drive get in get out
0: and all while being cognizant of horses that are being held, horses that are being ridden, amateurs, professionals, big kids, little kids, dogs, jumps, from grandma, granddad, jumps, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: I will say by Thursday morning, even end of day on Wednesday, we were at a point where I had two tractors and two water trucks in a ring going around wow. in their Grand Prix ring. It's 220 by 300, so it's a really big ring. Oh, yeah, that's huge. So we operated just like professionals the women did an extraordinary job. In fact, I have two of those women here at this horse show for the next two weeks on equipment. Oh, great. Yeah. Because why not? (laughs) Because why not? So those two women will be here tomorrow. And I have another woman that we had from Texas that is on our jump crew that she's came back. We hired her back. She was extraordinary.
0: In showcasing women, what other special events did you ha- host? Any special events at uh, the Women in Business Spectacular that really showcased women as well?
1: We did a trainer symposium. We did a medical women in the medical field. So I had surgeons, two two female surgeons from Ruden Riddle, and that was super interesting. Uh, they coupled with a female vet, a female podiatrist, and a female farrier. And one, uh, like a kinesiologist. So, and the also the woman from Beamer was here. So there was a panel of about eight of them and they did a Q&A and talked about their career and what they would do differently and answered questions and just interacted with the crowd. And it was really great and really interesting. I learned so much from that myself. I thought, you know, just finding, asking them what their number one surgery was, and it was not colic, which I was surprised at. Now that is from the facility in Saratoga. So we also, that hospital, Rudin Riddle Hospital does deal with a lot of thoroughbreds. So I was questioning, is it indigenous just because of that, but it it was really interesting. And they talked about new preventative medicine techniques and all sorts of things that you can do to help your horse, how the field is changing just even in the past five and ten years and how they're excited to see how it does change again moving forward in the next five and ten years and how it's become more equitable for women over the past decade, which is super interesting. But that was great.
0: On top of running the horse show, you ran these symposiums as well. Yeah. That's a big lesson I learned. I can't do all that myself (laughs) next year. I
1: need more help. You to, need an assistant. <laughs> more than that, yeah, we need. It was hard. We ran about three events a day on top of our show, and we learned a lot about trying to do that. In addition to those couple things I mentioned, we also had a how to judge. So Jennifer Hinman talked about she judged a class, and she judged it with about i don't know maybe there were 25 people there some of them were oh, cool. children everybody got a judge's card and then they learned how That's to fun. take the notes and she talked about what to look for and i thought and people loved that we also had business panel i had jackie Transmere from who's director of all operations for andre dignelli from heritage Farm. okay
0: yeah
1: a lawyer we had a financial person i mean we just offered so much course designing all sorts of things that you could super
0: educational for anyone that wanted to tap into it right and really learn about how these roles shape and form and how women can fit into them for sure yeah it was uh, really great
1: danny waldman she was so wonderful she was great
0: for anybody that doesn't know danny danny wears feathers in her hair and they're amazing
1: yeah And she had beautiful purple feathers in her hair that day. And she was so cute. She gave them to some of the little kids. Oh, cute. Give it to a kid. I I love that. It's really sweet. Yeah.
0: So in light of uh, your four questions that you have been, uh, I guess, which have really been the basis of getting people involved. Your final question is, would you do the same thing again if you could go back and have a redo? So I'm going to present that to you. Would you do it all over again? Absolutely. I can't wait to do it again. And because right now I'm
1: a firm believer in anything that you have to give it three times. I used to own a restaurant and every recipe we tried, we would tweak a little. And on the fourth time you put it out, it was like, oh, that's perfect. But it took three times to get there. And I believe that we need to do it for another few years to get it to the point where it's, like just cogs in a wheel and it just moves forward and it it runs smooth and i would definitely do this again and i learned for example with those events that we need now to offer more events on tuesday and maybe even on monday
0: right the off days of the showing
1: yeah or one of the things i thought of perhaps was to offer lunch and take a 30-minute like, break at lunchtime and provide all the exhibitors with lunch and or snacks or something that they can just factor that into the schedule because everybody needs to eat. And I've heard that a lot from professionals that they say that a lot of times they don't get to eat lunch and they have to eat it on the fly or they have to be in the ring. And if we just took, it doesn't even have to be 30 minutes. It could just even be 20 minutes. And did something then in the middle of the day that might work. But the events that we had on Wednesday and Thursday worked during the pro day on the pro days. But Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it was difficult,
0: really. Just difficult. so busy. Yeah, that's when all the amateurs and juniors show.
1: Everybody has so much going on. But during the course change and the water and drag at the Derby that worked out. So we just found pockets of time that we know now. What we want to do and make it better, I think we can get there.
0: Great. Well, all of the feedback I've heard is that you're already there. I mean, even though you're going to tweak it um, for your, you know, three times and then beyond, I'm sure, I've heard that it was uber successful. And I definitely want to wish you congratulations. It's been wonderful working with you on our special series that we did for the women in business. It's been enlightening and very educational. And I appreciate your time and your effort all the way around, all the way around.
1: Thank you so much. Absolutely. I've gotten a few boys, you know, girl, <laughs> Yeah. which is, is nice because we, we really, I said, I'm going to make this happen. And I set out to do something that I set the bar way high. And the only goal that I set for myself that I didn't reach is I really wanted to have 300 women answer those questions and submit them online. And I did get over 200, but then I just didn't have the time to pursue it anymore.
0: Well, don't beat yourself up over that. That's a great turnout.
1: My whole thing is the philanthropic aspect of this, which is the fact that all those 200-some-odd women agreed to pay it forward by donating their time to collaborate with the other women and with someone who was interested in hearing their story. And to me, it's not only educational, but it is philanthropic because it's women helping women there's such value in talking to other people and listening to the mistakes they've made along the way whether you choose to take those mistakes and learn from them or not that's your call but it's beneficial for anyone to listen to someone's story
0: knowledge is key knowledge is key and networking is like the number one answer in Moving forward, not even getting ahead, but just moving forward, it seems like that's a reoccurring theme in life.
1: <laughs> and what I said to you from the beginning that I'm a believer in education,
0: but also my premise
1: is that I think it takes creativity, innovation, and collaboration to get anywhere in life, and that's what this event was about. It was creative, it was completely collaborative, and it was innovative because no one has ever done it before. And and it is something I think that can be taken and morphed into other things and it should go to other horse shows or it's something that can be taken nationwide. I think it's a cool concept and I think there's a lot of benefits still to be had for a lot of people with this type of...
0: Definitely. So before we leave, this is where you get a chance to plug, is it saratogahorseshows.com that they can find out more information about you and your events?
1: Yeah, saratogahorseshows.com, or you can email us at saratogahorseshows at gmail.com. My phone number's on the internet, crazy as it is. (laughs) Don't say it here. (laughs) Feel free to call me and share your ideas. I mean, I'm open to speaking with anyone about this event and anyone who has ideas. We're both Patrick and I have put our phone numbers out there because we want to be accessible and helpful and make your horse show experience the best it
0: can be. Awesome. On that note, I will wish you congratulations again and not take up too much more of your time. But uh, thank you.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. And we'll stay tuned for Women in Business Spectacular happening in 2023, I'm sure. I hope so. (laughs)
1: Thank
0: you so much. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us for this episode of What's Your Why, our listeners, guests, and our sponsors too. It's our hope that you enjoyed your time with us and possibly gained some new perspective as well. It's said that we can learn something new every day if we just listen, and that knowledge has a beginning but no end. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be safe, be well, and remember... Always leave people better than you found them. A Twisted Spur Media production.